You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Monday, January 16th, a holiday all around the country. I believe banks are closed. But of course, Straight Fire delivers. We got a monster podcast today. It was just an incredible weekend. Like seriously, maybe my best best birthday elongated weekend. I like, now that I'm getting older and you know you got the kids, the birthday is so good itself And you just want it to keep going. It's like one of these, it's like a spring break, but like for your birthday. And I just had an awesome weekend. The the game picking did not go great. Holy cow. The dogs were barking on Sunday. Underdogs 3-0. Dogs 4-1 over the weekend. All five games went over. A lot of football to talk about. Um, Listen. It's, I always talk about coaching your kids in sports, and I did that, but of course, NFL games are happening, and it's kind of sort of tough to juggle both. You know, you got the lineup on your phone, so you're kind of watching that, but like, you know, uh, your daughter scores a bucket, you want to make sure you get it on video, and I was not able to do all this while you're watching the game and coaching a basketball game and getting video. Luckily, the wife stepped in and helped, but you know, my son had a big volleyball tournament down in Anaheim, and of course... Uh, no joke. My daughter and I are walking in the arena, and this guy goes, "Hey, love you on the show, man." You know, it, it, and I, I, my, my move default instantly is to turn to whoever I'm with and just be like, "Yeah, you see that?" And I'm kind of a big deal. And, and uh, my daughter starts cracking up and is like, "I'll oh, stop it, Dad." And of course, because like it's it's never like fawning women; it's like nerdy sports dads. 
and um, you know, I'm just trying to sneak watching the game, and uh, I did have a couple people say, "Hey, when are you doing that Seahawks thing in your head? Like, when's that? that is that really? Are you going to actually do it?" I was like, "Yeah, of course. Um, soon, not yet." Um, I got another birthday this week, not mine, of course, but another important one. Um, but before we get to the NFL, I just need to say, you guys know I talk about the dad life basketball stuff a lot. So we won the title last year in the league. Just We just played for the first time. And we realized, like, this league, you know, w- w- nobody really challenged us at all. We won both playoff games by 20-plus, whatever. So we go to the top league. And we had looked over a couple times to see what the top league is like. There's dunking. There's really run and jump 25, 30-year-olds. Guys who played in, like, the Drew League. Um, I don't think any G League, but international basketball. And anyways, we sign up for it, but I, I'm, the, I'm the GM of the year, as everybody knows, right? So I add a couple superstars to our roster, and we go into the opener facing the team that had won the title two years in a row, and they've lost, I think, one, maybe two games. And as I'm, uh, you know, I walk into the gym, I'm talking to the guys, we're warming up. This guy on, like, in the stands, there's not really stands, but he goes, are you him? And I look right at him, I go, I am him. He goes, man, I wasn't sure if it was you or not. I watch, man. You're an upgrade. And, you know, I whatever. All these guys are sports fans. They just say whatever. And I'm like, so what do you, give me a scouting report on this team. And I ask him, he's like, well, you know, this guy's good. I'm like, who is their worst player? <laughs> that was my first question. And, of course, as he's talking, I've got um, the final minutes of Giants-Vikings on my phone watching Kirk Cousins. Oh, do Kirk Cousins things. What, what is he throwing, short of the sticks? At any rate. So this guy gives me a quick scouting report. Oh, yeah, that small Asian guy played internationally pro. He's their best player. I was like, that guy? And um, then they had a guy who played in the Drew League, and then he the guy made a note that this guy is their weakest player. I said, okay. So we basically didn't defend him. We had our 6'7 guy just stay in the middle of the lane to prevent drives, and we led wire to wire and got the W. It was pretty awesome. And I came home, and I was like bragging to my family about how incredible of a sports weekend it was. And then I watched... John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, unbelievable head coach, Super Bowl winner, 5-0 wildcard weekend, straight up and against the spread, just do some unbelievably dumb things on the final drive. Now listen, he's with his backup quarterback. What can you really expect from Tyler Huntley? But the Ravens were right there. They did cover, a a nice win, needed that after... um, the Buffalo Bills let me down. I don't know how much we're going to talk about the Bills and how bad they were. But I thought one of the bigger stories, not only the John Harbaugh situation, because, again, if you were watching the game, they convert over the middle to Dobbins. We're eating dinner at the table. And Dobbins catches it over the middle, breaks a tackle, gets the first down. I'm like, okay, all right. I get up. I'm like, all right, we got a shot here, Ravens. And then they huddle up with a minute left. I'm like, what are, what's going on? No timeout. They had two. And it's like, okay, you got Tyler Huntley and you're not calling a timeout. And next thing you know, bing, bing, boom, they blow it. They did nearly hit the Hail Mary, but ultimately Tyler Huntley very limited. And then everybody turns to the question is like, uh, why wasn't Lamar Jackson here? Where was he? Not even traveling with the team? Listen, Baltimore can say whatever they want and downplay the Har- uh, uh, the Harbaugh versus Lamar or Lamar versus the franchise or whatever the hell's going on in there. They can downplay it all they want. Ah, oh, I'm not going to talk about it. It's an injury. We don't want to force him back. For Lamar Jackson to not travel with the team, this isn't even like a cross-country flight. This is Baltimore to Cincinnati. Your rival. 
I don't care what Lamar Jackson says on social media about, oh, you know, that is my boom. That's, I, I personally thought that was a bad look for the team. Like, I'm sure the team did not want that news out there. I mean, they keep secrets over there like it's the Manhattan Project. You, nothing gets out of Baltimore. And Lamar's going on Twitter and explaining himself? I almost wonder if he did that because people were questioning <clears throat> the Kawhi Leonard factor, which Rob G loved my take last week on that. I was early on that. And I did see some quotes from, uh, I, who was it? I don't know who the receiver was. Was it, um, Rob, was it Sammy Watkins? It was Sammy Watkins. Okay. Sammy Watkins came out and made all these comments like, hey, we see him, you know, we need him out there and he's, he's starting to practice. He should be practicing and like, we need a leadership. I mean, there was all these quotes like, wait, where are we with him? Why is Sammy Watkins saying this? He's been there for like nine minutes and he's asking where Lamar is. I don't know. Very, very weird stuff in Baltimore. But I don't know. I it's it was a it was a like a awkward wild card weekend and the dogs did good, but there were no like colossal upsets. I mean, Buffalo looked kind of sputtering. I'm a seventeen nothing lead and then you can't put away Skylar Thompson. I'll just point this out. These are the three quarterbacks that covered the spread on Sunday. Skylar Thompson, Daniel Jones, and Tyler Huntley. I, I guess, you know, Rob, as we're talking pre, pre-podcast, pre Rob basically said Daniel Jones was the best quarterback all weekend. And I was like, oh, well. And then you look, you look a little deeper into the box scores, and you're like, well, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks. Um, Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow passed for 200 yards. The Bengals had 230 yards of total offense. They got major offensive line injuries with Jonah Williams going down. He was on a crutch, just a singular crutch, not two, in the locker room after the game. Justin Herbert... I'll get to Herbert in a minute. No, I'm not going to criticize him, but I will shield him from uh, Rob G. Daggers because Rob is not happy with he's so over the Herbert. And a lot of people on social media are killing him like he's to blame for the loss. Like like up 27 nothing, we should blame him. Um, Josh Allen was the only reason Miami was in that game, so he didn't play well. In all honesty, the best two quarterbacks on wildcard weekend were Daniel Jones, who was borderline flawless against a bad Minnesota defense. Two touchdowns, game-winning drive in the fourth quarter, led the team in rushing yards. And uh, I, I guess you'd have to go with Brock Purdy, right? I, I know, remember Brocktober was the thing when he was in college playing for Iowa State? And now it's like, is there a Brock January, Brock annual? I, I don't know what to say, but Brock Purdy was excellent. 332 yards, three touchdowns. It, it, Seattle put up a little bit of a fight, and then in the second half, pulled away. Debo Samuel was great. McCaffrey, as we said, had a monster game. Kittle was strangely quiet. Um, San Francisco did not look great in the first half, but, you know, it was a full game, and, and they were able to pull away. Gino, you know, Gino had his moments. Uh, I definitely don't think he was the worst quarterback all weekend, but if you were to rate the performances, I, I think you got to go Daniel Jones. And, Rob, I know people aren't going to want to hear this. But I've still got questions about Daniel Jones. I know, know that's not going to be popular. I got some friends who are Giants fans. They know uh, what a long-suffering Jets fan I am. But this is one of those games where all you're going to hear, you turn on any New York radio station this morning, Daniel Jones, we, we, I think we found our franchise quarterback. That's our guy. Folks, we knew the Vikings defense was bad. Jones carved him up a few weeks ago. We know he's a good runner. Coming out of Duke, that was his M.O., 24-35, 301 yards, two TDs. Most importantly, no turnovers. And he had a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter in hostile territory. It's a great win for Daniel Jones. 
I just still reluctant to say that's the guy. Give him three or four years. He's your new franchise quarterback. That's just me. I'm sure other people are like, hey, hey, come on. He's done enough. We've seen him in Dayball's system. Can you imagine what he'll do in year two with Brian Dable? And oh, by the way, when we get him receivers. Folks, you know I play fantasy. I won a league. My son won his league. I've never heard of Isaiah Hodgkins. Let me just quickly click on his name. He had eight for a buck five and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, a quiet seven for 47. Longest play, 10 yards. Listen, Wink Martindale, that man knows defense. Wink Martindale dialed it up. He was confusing Kirk Cousins with the pressure. And yes, Isaiah Hodgkins out of Oregon State, a six-round pick by the Bills, had a monster game setting up a divisional weekend that features... I think the divisional weekend should be great. Chiefs and Jags Saturday. Uh, I'm seeing that line approaching 10 here early Monday morning. Followed by Saturday night on Fox. What a game. Giants-Eagles round three. Now... This is only giant, uh, Giants uh, dogs by 7.5. Obviously, the injury report's going to be huge for the Eagles. Lane Johnson was at practice Friday, which is massive. And then Sunday, we have one of the games set. Bills-Bengals, Nansen Romo. Nansen Romo, third time in a row. They're calling a Bills game. Obviously, with everything that went down there uh, with Mr. Hamlin. And then the final game on Fox will be a doozy, whether it's Dallas at Niners or Tampa at Niners. That will be good. But, Rob, I don't know. Is it too hot of a take to say Daniel Jones was the best quarterback wildcard weekend? We know it wasn't Lawrence. I would Anybody would take Herbert over Daniel Jones. But on wildcard weekend, we saw first-time quarterback struggle, right? I mean, Herbert was good, not great. Trevor Lawrence had four picks. Um, Josh Allen is a veteran. Brock Purdy was not undaunted against a bad Seattle defense. Um Tyler Huntley, you know, he is what he is. Daniel Jones is a little bit of a veteran, right? He's been around the block. I think this is year four in New York. He's finally got a real coach. He's the best quarterback of wild card week, but that doesn't mean I want to give the guy $35 million a year. Would you pay him that? Uh, no, I would not pay him $35 million a year. And I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that he was the best quarterback of the weekend. I mean, I think that the the only real competition here, which is oh, crazy to say, if I would have told you this on Friday, you would have laughed in my face. The only guys you could, you know, put on the medal stand with him would be Kirk Cousins, who, you know, went full Kirk Cousins there on the last pass of the game where he needed eight, he chugged it down to four. But other than that, he was fantastic. And then Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy, I mean, as the numbers are, are fantastic, but if you watch the game, he was, I believe that the Niners receivers averaged 10 plus yards after catch. Yakum! Like, like that's... That's not something that you would say, oh, the quarterback really carved him up. It's, man, he hit that seven-yard crossing route, and Debo Samuel took it 60 yards to the house. Like, that, that's kind of what happened with him in that game. And let's say he wasn't bad. He wasn't good, but it just it wasn't as impressive as what Daniel Jones did. And while I don't know if he's the franchise guy, again, it's his first year with Dable system. It's possible that he's only scratching the surface of what he can be. That remains to be seen. But if you just look at his game log— to close the season and then this postseason. The last two months, he's got 11 touchdowns, two turnovers. So given the lack of weapons on that team, given that is his first year in the system, 
given that they were playing meaningful, meaningful football here down the stretch and into the playoffs, and yes, of course, yesterday was a playoff game, you can't completely dismiss it either. Like he's finally starting to find his sea legs. This could be one of those situations where when they get Philadelphia next week, after what I saw from New York yesterday, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Philadelphia. And it's, a lot of it is because I don't know how healthy Jalen Hurts is. He's been saying, and I don't know why he's saying this, but he's been telling anyone who will listen, man, thank God I got this bye week because my shoulder's killing me. You probably want to keep that kind of stuff to yourself heading into a playoff game. But Daniel Jones is doing the things that he does well. And a lot of that is Brian Dable's offense, but a lot of it is him just staying within himself. So I think he was definitely the most impressive quarterback. And and as far as his future going forward, I don't know about 35 million, but I'd feel comfortable in that 25, 28 range. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'll tell you right now, if he beats the Eagles on the road, I mean, his price is going way up. You go to an NFC Championship game in your first year with Dayball, I mean, he's going to ask for a lot. Now, here's the problem when, when you hear Daniel Jones asking for a lot. Who is bidding for him? Like, if you're Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, are you like, ooh, could we, could we, could we, could we grab him? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't know what the, mar- like, if the Giants say, hey, thank you for your services, but we're going to go after Derek Carr. It, I think the Giants are in a tough spot. They probably have to franchise tag him. But I can't see teams like, oh, man, can you imagine what I could do with Daniel Jones? Like, guys, let's be realistic here. Brian Dable is one of the best in the league with quarterbacks. Look what he did to Josh Allen. Josh Allen came into the league like 54% completions, spraying the ball all over the place, and now he's, well, Brian Dable's gone. <laughs> What's happening with Josh Allen? Like, I got to say, that, that it was a tough beat, and I know it wasn't close, but it was 34-31 bills, but... When it comes to, I say tough beat because it was 17-0 Bills. And Miami's faced with like, I think it was third and 19. And if you go look this up on YouTube, you're, you could, you know, the stadium's all fired up. They had just sacked Skylar Thompson. You're like, oh boy. They sack him again out of field goal range. You know, if they don't convert, you're looking at like 50. And they convert. Ty- Tyreek Hill, wide open. Tyreek Hill, of course, wide open. And they end up getting a field goal. Then Josh Allen, like a few plays later, throws like a, you know, an arm punt, intercepted. Like, I just, Josh Allen is all over the place right now. And it's weird going into wildcard weekend with Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and Daniel Jones coming out looking amazing. That's a big surprise. And I think at this point we got to pivot, Rob, to the golden child, Justin Herbert. Um, so I went after volleyball, my son's volleyball tournament. I came back, went to a buddy's house, watched some of uh, Chargers, Jags, um, my buddy just moved into a new house. He's a faithful listener, and his son is a really good fourth-grade basketball player, listens a lot, a big fan of Straight Fire. And then I go meet Cowherd for a quick drink, and, you know, listen, this is, it was at some bar that he goes to regularly, and it's like all Chargers fans there, like people wearing Chargers gear. And Trevor Lawrence interception number one. Whoa, people, yeah, yeah! And then Trevor Lawrence interception number two. And then I think I've mentioned this before as a um, – analogy but american pie you guys know the scene i'm talking about again remember they're watching on video trevor lawrence on the third pick you're like what is going on he ended up throwing four interceptions the chargers won the turnover battle five nothing they led 27-0 after hanging with cowherd i go to my daughter's basketball game, and I roll in to coach. The game before us is a buddy I went to a Chargers game with wearing a Chargers hat and shirt while coaching his kid in hoops. I'm like, oh, what's the score? I, I just left, and uh, I got dressed to come over. He's like, 27 nothing, and instantly, I'm not even kidding, Rob. My first comment is, well, they're going to have a shot next week against the Chiefs. They play them tough all the time. Look at the last four meetings with Herbert and Mahomes. Oh, it should be a classic. I don't think the Chargers should be afraid of them. And then it became like, well, you know, Brandon Staley versus Andy Reid. And we got to thinking about it. And then, of course, you know, my daughter has their game. And I'm checking the score. And Jags, you know, I'm getting updates from one of my buddies who's like, oh, 27-14. Uh, 
I'm like, hmm. And next thing you know, the Jags score a touchdown, and I think Bosa was whistled for, for, for my opinion, and I don't want to be ref conspiracy guy. Rob, was there a worse flag than Bosa for whatever he said to the ref on his way to the sideline on the two-point conversion? I don't, do we know what he was said? We don't know. I mean, and shout out to uh, Joey Bosa for taking zero accountability for that after the, after the game. Why? What, what do you mean? Because he's not a rookie. He's not a, a Georgia rookie, which a lot of those guys, for whatever reason, this season have made some boneheaded plays. Like uh, Trayvon Walker had a bad yep, rough yep. in the passer penalty. And, and then know, the that other, goes yes. In the Packers game as well. But he's been around the block, right? And then, again, I don't know what he said, so it's hard to say whether or not the, the, the flag was justified. I lean to guess that it wasn't because in a playoff game, I think you kind of – you, you bite your whistle in those kind of situations. Yeah, wait, Rob, wh- why was the ref like engaging back and forth with him? Like Bosa said something, then the ref's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. you see his head moving, and then Bosa says something again, and, and they're walking, and the ref's just like, that's it, I, I've had enough, I'm throwing the flag. You didn't think that was a little bit much? Like th- this is a ref show? That honestly changed the game because then they have the conversion half the distance from the three, and then Lawrence just leans in. And now they now they're up by one, I believe. No, they no, they were no, they were down two. They were down two. Yeah, and that enabled them to kick the field goal for the win instead of overtime. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know what was said. I I leaned that they probably shouldn't have thrown it, but at the same time, you have to know better in that situation. That's fair. That's Um, what I I did want to give you the floor. To um, now, everybody needs to know you are a Raiders fan. Yes, I am. And um, you play in the same division as Mr. Herbert. At the same time, you did knock out Herbert last year in week 17 or 18. I forget which it was. Whatever. The final game of the season on Sunday Night Football in, in an amazing, just an incredible game. As a Raiders fan, you obviously had to respect what Herbert did in that game. I They were down somebody. I think... Storm Norton had like the worst game in the history of right tackles in the NFL in that game. Like Crosby had like four sacks on him. And if memory serves, Herbert converted like six fourth downs on the final drive. Maybe that's a bit much. Maybe it was like three. No, or four. Th- th- that might be right, actually. It was something like that. Okay. And like three of them were fourth and 10. Yeah. And it was just laser after laser. It was a yeah. laser show. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they ended up losing the game and they knocked out Herbert. Herbert has a great year. Herbert was embroiled in the just the dumbest Tua versus Herbert thing I've ever heard. That is quickly put to bed. By the way, aside, Rob, what do you make of this report? And I think it was Schefter that Miami is happy with Tua and they're excited to have him back next year. Do you think that is to get ahead of Brady stuff, to get ahead of Garoppolo stuff? Because we know, obviously, McDaniel was with Garoppolo in San Fran. Is it to get ahead of Derek Carr stuff? I mean... It just felt like a weird time on Wild Card Weekend for Schefter to come with that. Uh, I think it was one of those situations where because these rumors had been leaking out, you know, Mike Florio especially varying, saying straight out that, yeah, Tom Brady is on the table for them. I think that's their way of saying, look, we've jerked this guy around his entire career and we don't know his his health situation going forward we don't know if he's ever going to be able to be himself again but in the off chance that he is we can't risk alienating him again so i think that's what it is i think right now you just put it out there that he's your guy and and, and as time unfolds and if it ends up being where his 
concussions is not something he's going to be able to come back from or that they feel comfortable bringing him back from, then you have a built-in excuse. But for now, I think that's what you got to do. Um, okay. But going to so the, to, go to to the let's golden go to child. Let's hear what you got to say. You're going in on Herbert. I can't wait. I'm not going in on Justin Herbert. Look, all I'm going to say is Justin Herbert is not an elite quarterback. Point blank, period. No longer do I want to hear him in that conversation where it's, oh, you know, Mahomes and Burrow and Allen and Herbert. And it's like, no, 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 no. So you so you can tell Colin that I said this when you see him later this morning, because I know Colin is one of those guys who loves to put Justin Herbert in that elite of the elite category. He likes to throw him in the list every time it happens. Elite quarterbacks win. Justin Herbert has elite traits. He's got a big arm. He looks good. He moves fast. He has, the ball flies out of his hand quickly. You brought up the fourth and tens that he did against the Raiders last year. And you know what that the reason why he had to convert those fourth and tens because he was missing on first, second and third down because he wasn't putting up enough points throughout the game to actually win games. And if you're up 27 to nothing, if you're a top five quarterback, as we have been led to believe about Justin Herbert, then this game should not be close. And then all these people are on Twitter because I put something like that and, and, and they're like, well, hey, they scored 30 points. What do you mean? It's like, well, 17 of those points had a combined drive yardage of 35. So in my view, I give more credit to the defense for those 17 points. You mean to tell me in a sustained drives, your offense only put up 13 against Jacksonville? And for all of his talent, which is unworldly, like I'm not going to say that he's not talented. He doesn't have elite potential. But until that starts leading to wins and charging is no longer a verb that people can use to describe this team, then he can't be considered a league quarterback. Right now, he is Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford. But with wait, wait, better, wait, hold ta- on, hold but on, with hold better on. talent process, around him. That's what he is right that. now. Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford. So number one pick Stafford, huge numbers on a bad team? Yep. That's what he is right now. Interesting. And it's, that's a spicy take for a Monday morning on a holiday, no less. Um, <laughs> so I guess my counter is twofold. Um, so Brandon Staley is a defensive guy. He was a defensive mastermind with, I believe it was the Rams. And check me on that. If, if I'm wrong, Rob, I don't, I don't mind getting called out. I think... Staley had an incredible season with the Rams, then hit the market, and the Chargers scooped him up very quickly. And Staley was like a defensive wizard. He cooked up, he catched some pretty good plans. I think it, I don't know if it was the year that they got to the Super Bowl that really got his name out there, but Brandon Staley knows defense. He also is considered to be one of the foremost analytics guys out there. Um, Now, Two years ago, he would go for, uh, I think he led the league in going for um, two-point conversions. This year, he dialed it back considerably, presumably because he took a lot of heat for some of the decisions, and it ended up costing his team. He's in that one group of coaches who I believe spent time at John Carroll University, um, which has produced a bunch of awesome coaches, none of who I can actually name, but I just know that there were a bunch. Oh, I'll quickly call it up here. So the notable alumni from John Carroll University, 
Um, D- David Caldwell, former GM of the Jags. Josh McDaniels, head coach of the Raiders. Uh, Don Shula, the former Hall of Fame coach. Um, Tom Telesco, the GM of the Chargers. So uh, Ziggler, the GM of the Raiders. Like there, There's been a lot of NFL people that, for whatever reason, came through that university. And maybe Telesco said, man... You know, he's got to grab Staley before somebody else gets him. He's so smart. Greg Roman also on the list, offensive coordinator uh, for Ravens, 49ers, Bills. So for whatever reason, Telesco grabs him. And Staley has been pretty damn good. He's like an analytics darling. And then the pressure was on this year to deliver. And you're like, well, all right, Staley, get us to the playoffs. And he gets to the playoffs. Now, we could argue, did he get them to the playoffs? Or did Russell Wilson and the Broncos cratering help significantly? Did the Raiders going from a playoff team to out help considerably? Well, of course. That stuff matters big time. And L.A. gets in with a 10-7 and record. I don't think anybody thinks that they were awesome, but because of Herbert, you're going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Her- Herbert's getting into the playoffs. All right, well, you know, Stanley, you got that two years now. Rob, everybody said, hey, if he wins this game, probably safe. And the way I watched the offense when they were up 27-0 against a defense that, I don't know, I wouldn't, would average defense, Rob? They're not above average. No. Yeah, Middle of the average road. defense. The definition of mediocre. There you go. Now, they are playing at home, and this was Herbert's first defensive, uh, first playoff game. You know, no Mike Williams. That's Staley's fault. But Gerald Everett had a good game. Keenan Allen, solid, did not hit his prop number, which was disappointing. 13 targets. We knew that was coming, but only six catches. Disappointing. Um, they got to him. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they got three sacks on him. Herbert played well. But anytime you lose, it's going to uh, – not anytime, but most of the time it's going to come down to coach or quarterback, right? Especially if it's in a close game. Let's look at the Giants-Vikings. Who did it come down to? What the hell was Kirk Cousins doing? On 4th and 10, throwing a four-yard out to your tight end who immediately got tackled. Idiot. Uh, what was the other close game? Um, I guess that—is that really the only other close game? Well, Bengals-Ravens. Tyler I mean, Harbaugh, Bengals-Ravens was, was close, doing? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Harbaugh, what, what are you doing, bro? It comes down to the coach and quarterback. If you're telling me you're up 27 nothing and you win the turnover margin 5-0, and you're going to blame Justin Herbert? Absolutely not. I think that's totally out of bounds— the guy is, I mean, he's not Superman. Is he in the elite class? I don't know. I see Josh Allen slipping. He's been, I don't want to say putrid, but Rob, I believe he was among the league leaders in interceptions. And in the second half of the season, he might have been number one. Like Josh Allen right now, I, I thought Burrow could have had a chance to pass him, but Burrow wasn't great against the Ravens round three. Burrow could have a big game in Buffalo this week. Uh, to not put Herbert in the elite class is like, I don't know. If you got a game tomorrow, you want Tom Brady or Justin Herbert? And here's my answer. Who, who's my offensive coordinator? I really do think that matters. <laughs> Watching what Dable's done, Rob, with Daniel Jones, like nobody was afraid of Daniel Jones. He never, come on, that guy never delivered. Now you got an offensive play caller in Dable. Hello. Look at Trevor Lawrence last year. Remember what we were saying? Like, oh, jeez. I don't know. It's Trevor Lawrence, does he look like a number one pick? Does he? He's not really crushing it. Matt Jones looked better than Trevor Lawrence. Remember all that nonsense? Matt Jones had a better year. He was offensive rookie of the year. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know. 
Lawrence get Peterson. They go on a tear. They get to the playoffs. Lawrence throws four picks, and they still win the game. I think this is an easy decision for the Chargers. You have to back up the Brinks. Now, I know the family's cheap. Rob, you, you know a bunch of Chargers fans. I got hit up from them a, a lot over the weekend. This family is cheap. The Spanos family, they don't want to spend. He doesn't think they would go all out for Sean Payton. Now, if Payton's going to get 20 from Denver, possibly, I think the Chargers did a better job. Could you have him for 18, 15? And I believe, let me double check it. I believe the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, of the Chargers, who is under fire from Chargers fans. Yeah, offensive coordinator of Chargers. You know he was uh, Sean Payton's guy for a while in New Orleans. Quarterbacks coach for four years, 2016 to 2020. So he has been with Peyton for a long time. Rob, this makes too much sense, doesn't it? You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com slash colin tirerack.com the way tire buying should be this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge (sighs) is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fortunately for me as a Raider fan, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But if you're a Niners, or excuse me, if you're a Chargers fan, if you're a football fan in general, it's unfortunate because friend of the podcast, um, Jim Trotter, NFL Network, he's lived in San Diego and has been around that franchise for like two decades. So there's few people in media, especially on the national media, who know the Chargers like he does. And he did an entire thread on Twitter on Sunday afternoon laying out exactly why he doesn't think this is going to happen. He bladed it out draft picks. Chargers love draft capital. They have used their first round pick in each of the last 23 drafts. That sound like a team who's willing to give up a first for Sean Payton? Well, Telesco hasn't been there for all those drafts, but I'll ask you, who would you rather have Zion Johnson, their number one pick? Who who was good this year? No, I'm with you. Or Sean Payton. if 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 I'm a Chargers fan, I'm backing up the Brinks puck yeah. Brinks truck immediately for Sean Payton. But the, the the ownership you brought up the the um, how cheap the the Spanos family is. I didn't even know this until he until Trotter laid it out. Their last three hires have all been first time head coaches who did not command large annual salaries. Hmm. You think that's by accident that they had a chance that they interviewed? I think they interviewed Andy Reid and they settled on. Oh my gosh, who's that that coach that they had before Anthony Lynn? Uh, he was an offensive. Well, oh, um, I know who you talk about. Boy, names on the tip of my Lynn. tongue. Jeez, that was that was brutal. Um, but then they went from him yeah. to Anthony Lynn when they interviewed Sean McDermott. They went with Anthony Lynn instead. This last round, they went interviewed Brian Dable. They went with Brandon Staley. So oh, I don't know if, wow. if they could have had Dable. I forgot yeah. about that. I don't Jeez. know if money was the reason why they didn't go with him or what it was, or, or but the Chargers are not a well-run NFL franchise. They are the Clippers of the NFL. Oh. They're always going to be the second-rate team in Southern California, no matter. They could win the next two Super Bowls, and it wouldn't matter. I, Rob just firing. I like that. Clippers of the NFL. What was your other one that was super spicy this morning? The one about Justin Herbert? No, there was, I think there was another one. I've already forgotten it. <laughs> but that's good. The Chargers are the Clippers of the NFL. I don't know who the Lakers are. Maybe they're, uh, I guess the Cowboys would be. But um, Hey, we wouldn't more than the Cowboys. Up, real quick, you mentioned first-round picks of the Chargers. I will mm-hmm. say this. They have nailed first-round picks. Mike Williams, seventh overall. Good, good as hell pick in 2017. He's got to stay healthy. Derwin James, 17th in 2018. Uh, Jerry Tillery, 28th, was a misfire. But that's 28th. Sixth, Herbert, slam dunk. Rayshon Slater, 13th in 2021. Home run. I mean, he was hurt, which hurt. And then Zion Johnson's been good, but you give up that pick in a heartbeat for Sean Payton. Are you kidding me? Sure. And and don't you think that that draft success looks even worse for Justin Herbert? That roster. Why does it look bad for Herbert? Is one of the most talented rosters in football year in, year out, top to bottom. Every year. Yeah. That's why they're just like the Clippers. You look at that roster, you're like, man, they got Kawhi and Paul George and Norman Powell and, and John Wall and all these guys. And you're like, oh, wait, that they still can't get out of the second yeah. round? 
<laughs> like that's what the Chargers are. How about uh, the JC? The one time they splurged for JC Jackson, he <laughs> yeah, was right. awful. And then terrible. He, I think he blew out his kneecap or something ghastly. But obviously, it's not pretty. Listen, man, the Chargers. If they run this back, that's it. You've wasted Herbert's entire rookie contract because this was year. Was this two or three? This is year three. Yeah, this is year three. So if you go through year four, you don't make a move. Then you add the coach. Then you have to start paying Herbert. And then, the you know, the clock is ticking once these guys have their first great year. The Bengals and Burrow are like, I mean, they've done it perfect. They get to the Super Bowl. They load up on the offensive line. The one big injury heading into next week, though, that I, that I saw this weekend. And, I you know, we'll still look. Maybe we'll hear some stuff. But the one big injury was Jonah Williams for the Bengals. That offensive line was crumbling against the Ravens. They're down the entire right side in Kappa and Lyle Collins. And now Jonah Williams goes down. And Burrow had nothing going on offensively. I guess the good news is Buffalo's defense has not been incredible in recent weeks. I mean, remember, Mac Jones, I think, started 17 for 17 against them in week 18. And that was like a game. Late into, maybe not late into the fourth quarter, but into the fourth quarter. Now you got a Bengals team that can run and pass. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I have no decision on that yet. I have not bet any of the games. I'm still smarting from the friggin' Bills and obviously the Chargers. Those two hurt. But, Rob, quickly, let's make a, should we make a gentleman's bet on Cowboys uh, Tampa? Sure. I mean, do you have a side you like in this? Cowboys. Yeah, that's the problem. I like the Cowboys too. Let me just quickly see what the – I am seeing – ooh, I see a three, two and a halfs, but the two and a halfs look like they're headed to threes. Um, I, I honestly do not understand the fascination with Tampa Bay in this spot. I think like, it's what they can be. Oh, you've got Tom Brady, and you've got Evans, and Godwin, and Dallas always chokes. Yeah, I think, I think, it's, I think it's more – I think it has to be more about Dallas than Tampa. I don't think there's anybody – with a straight mind who's looking at what they saw this season and is like, yeah, man, Tampa Bay, like if they really lock in or, you know, Tom Brady, you know, you saw what he can do. Like there's been absolutely nothing from Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season that makes you think that they are a good football team. They're not a fun all. watch either. There, there's, no, there's nothing that they do that you think, yeah, this is one of those teams that go on a run. They were a sub 500 team. If they played in the NFC North, they'd be out of the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. And we're talking about what's next for Tom Brady and his future rather than them, their matchup tonight against Dallas. The only reason why anybody is picking against Dallas is because, to quote a friend of ours, Chris Broussard, they're just as likely to bring their F game as they are their A game with Dallas. That's the only reason. Because the, the, the Tampa Bay is, for my money, the worst team that's in the postseason this year. Hmm. I think that's a little strong. Uh, Skylar Thompson's Miami well, I mean, Dolphins. You Although can't they take that into it, like oh, non-backup quarterback yeah, starting. Yeah, uh, like, that's not fair. I mean, I don't think Seattle's good. You think Seattle is better than Tampa? No, Tampa beat them on a neutral site pretty soundly. Oh, um, the Germany game. It was a neutral site. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a believer, Tampa. I'll take Dallas. Uh, I think I'll be- end up betting Dallas. I would love it to get. I would love to see more Tampa money. I could get a flat two. That'd be um, great, right? I'll say this. I saw Rappaport, Ian Rappaport, say that Mike McCarthy is safe no matter what happens, regardless of this playoff game. And again, you know, I, I, took, I, I got some 
crappy news on Friday when I saw the Sean McVay reports late that even though every reporter for the last two weeks has been talking about McVay retiring, going to the booth, all of a sudden Sean McVay does an about face and says, I'm staying. Rob, I try not to be a conspiracy theorist because instantly you get lumped in with like, you know, the January 6th crowd. Conspiracy theories are fun in sports. Is the NBA lottery rigged? You know, does Vegas, uh, are are the referees making calls uh, because, you know, the referee got paid or this silliness? it, It is a little goofy and silly. It's also fun to talk about sometimes. Annoying, but fun. Rob, I, I I still find it hard to believe that McVeigh is staying. I don't know how to say that eloquently. I don't think there is a way. But literally every reporter who covers the league was saying Staley's got one foot out the door. There's no way Brandon Staley is trying to get leverage for more money from the Rams off the worst Super Bowl performance ever by any defending champ. There's no way. So... I don't think he's clamoring for a media job. We saw reports that Cliff Kingsbury bought a one-way ticket to, was it Bolivia or Thailand? Thailand. Okay, Thailand. I don't know why. He's sweating his ass off in Thailand right now. I I went to Thailand with the wife. We had fun. It was a road and elephant, all that. not sweating? Often sweating, and I'm a sweater. That's what what he's doing right now. I'm a sweater. dripping Um, sweat. I I just find it hard to believe McVeigh's coming back to a team with a lot of over-the-hill superstars. I don't know that there's a path to success. Frankly, I could see Seattle playing better next year if they were able to upgrade the quarterback in any way, shape, or form. I don't think Arizona's going to be good at all. I think the NFC's getting a lot better. With Detroit's going to be good next year, Rob. You, you know this. Tampa, we'll see where Brady goes. Tampa's going to fall off a cliff. Somebody will win that division. Maybe Carolina. We'll see what happens. But like... I don't know. Washington feels like they're close if they can get a quarterback. I, I don't, I just, it, it's hard for me to see a path to success for the Rams. Uh, do you feel the same way or no? No, I agree with you. And, and especially if you are one of those people who believe in, you know, social media sports conspiracy theories where allegedly, I don't know if this is true, but I saw a lot of screen grabs of it. Aaron Donald changed his bio on Twitter on Sunday night to, former Los Angeles Rams defensive lineman for like Whoa. a few minutes and then changed it back. So I don't know if the screen grabs were doctored. I don't know how accurate it was, but there was a lot of people, some of them credible, who were like, hey, what's going on with Aaron Donald? It got picked up by a few websites. So when you have a team that's that top heavy to begin with and you lose the best player of that top heavy group from a, what was it, 5-12 and 12 team as it is, I, how can you possibly feel good about your outlook going forward? Yeah, very weird stuff with uh, McVay. I'll, I'll just say this. If McCarthy loses this one in a Brandon Staley manner, and by that, I, I'm putting it on Staley. Rob put some of it on Herbert. I, oh, no, I most see, of it should be on Staley for sure. I, I can see impetuous billionaire Jerry Jones just saying, bleep this, I'm, I'm, I, can't, I can't take it anymore. Because remember, I mean, Rob, if you're ordering who ruined last year's playoff game at home against the Niners— Boy, would I love to see a rematch of Cowboys Niners. It feels to me like McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dak, maybe in that order. Yes. And Kellen Moore does not escape blame. And I know he's the golden child 
Peyton loves him. But remember, this time last year, as soon as Dallas lost, Quinn was interviewing and Kellen Moore was interviewing. They know that McCarthy's not a great coach, and I don't think he's going to be there long. Remember, didn't it come out, Rob, that he essentially lied and said he like was like an analytics guy and took yeah. the time off? Yeah, he got yeah. like called out on it, or maybe he admitted right. it that he got lied, but it was ugly. And I don't see things. I, I just some of this media stuff that's being reported. It feels like with a grain of salt. So um, overall, wild card weekend. I I didn't think the games were particularly great. Did you? Uh not really. Yeah, I mean, Chargers, even the ones, even the Chargers ones that Jags were, was like exciting at the end. Yeah, but it was not a great game. I thought no, no, Giants no. Vikings was was Giants Vikings good. was the best game back and forth. But, but like even you know Bengals Ravens. It wasn't a well-played game. I mean, it was close, but it didn't feel like it was a well-played game. Um, I never felt like Miami had a real chance even when they were up against Buffalo just because, you know, when you're playing your third-string quarterback on the road and it it, it didn't feel like it was ever going to be that good. And the Niners just blew the doors off of Seattle in the second half. It it, it, it was not sharp. For the most part, yeah. Other outside of a Vikings Giants, not a lot since, of sharp football. Since I haven't said as many great things about Daniel Jones, uh, a buddy just texted me this on our little NFL text chain. Um, Daniel Jones and the Giants offense, four hundred and thirty-one yards. They had touchdown drives of. Are you ready for this? First time starting quarterback on the road, seventy-five yard touchdown drive, eighty-one, seventy-five, seventy-one. Those are real touchdown drives. You were the one who pointed out astutely that the Chargers had a bunch of rinky-dink drives thanks to the turnovers. Daniel Stuff, Daniel Jones, I know it was a, uh, a bad defense of the Vikings. Still pretty impressive. You know, again, to circle back, Daniel Jones won wildcard weekend more than anyone else. Just let that sink in. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with a full recap of Bucks. Cowboys, Rob and I both like the Cowboys. Uh, early, any early leans on divisional wild, divisional weekend, which usually is the best weekend of football because you have the best teams playing. Uh, I mean, Chargers losing kind of dense it. Like Chiefs Chargers would have been way better. Um, I don't think the Jazz have much of a chance. It's a rematch. A lot of sharps bet the Jags in the regular season matchup with Chiefs. I said nope. I'm taking the Chiefs and Chiefs covered. Giants-Eagles is part three. Bills-Bengals, the game that was never finished. Any of those jump out at you? Oh, yeah. The the one that I'm looking at right now, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping it get the number gets pushed up a little bit, but I love the Jags getting the points against Kansas City. Interesting. I love it. I'm going to bet Coming, all $17 now, I half, have. Is that a first-half play because the Chiefs off the bye may be sluggish? Well, then, I, I, their defense isn't good. And and Jacksonville, it looks like, I think, Trevor Lawrence got the jitters out of the way in that terrible first half against the, the Chargers. The last two weeks, pretty much. Yeah, once he settled in, he looked like Trevor Lawrence again. And I, I think that even if he has nerves in the divisional round, it won't, definitely won't be as bad as last week. So I, def, I love the Chargers plus the points. Or excuse me, I love the Jags plus the points. I would look at the Bengals, depending on the offensive line injuries. Uh, I think it opened four down to three and a half. I'm intrigued by Daniel Jones again. But the only thing that scares me about the Jags is they basically have had two straight weeks of must-win playoff games, and they had to come back late with a defensive touchdown to beat the Tennessee Titans and Josh Dobbs. And they were down 27-0 and needed to empty the tank to rally and shock the Chargers. 
That's a lot for a young team in two straight weeks. Now you got to go play the best team in the NFL on the road. I don't know. I haven't checked the temperature yet in KC, but I'm assuming it's not going to be a balmy January afternoon slash evening in Arrowhead. All right, that's a long one for Monday, boys and girls. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.